Dan Majette writing in the Washington Post in August of 2012. The truck rolled in at night. By Tuesday morning, the south side of the Kennedy Center was a hive of activity as a crew carried box after box into the concert hall. Some of the people who clustered around the doors were there to do the heavy lifting, and some were there simply to savor the moment. After many years of wishing for what seemed impossible, they got to see the Kennedy Center's new organ arrive. We've never had a symphonic organ in this town, said William Neal, the organist of the National Symphony Orchestra. The Kennedy Center's old organ, the erratic Filene organ, wasn't a purpose-built instrument that was specifically tonally designed to play with an orchestra. The Filene organ had two main problems. First, it didn't work well showing a disturbing tendency to cipher, that is, to emit unplanned noises at inconvenient moments during performances, so that the organ technician, Irving Lawless, spent some evenings sitting in the organ chamber with a flashlight, pulling out the offending pipes as needed to stop the sound. Second, it wasn't a heavyweight orchestral instrument. It's been a long-awaited arrival, Neil said. It's a sound that's never been heard in this city before. It will be exciting, it will be powerful, it will be colorful, and it will be just the ticket. And the opening concert in the series of events to dedicate that new organ at the Kennedy Center in the fall of 2013 featured this work. Symphony Number no. 3 by Camille Saint-Saëns. It's not the Kennedy Center, nor should it be. The excitement, though, is high for the parish church of St. John the Evangelist in Pittston, just north of Wilkes-Barre. This weekend marks the rededication concert. A concert for its newly refurbished pipe organ, an organ that had grown ornery and had taken to ciphering just as the Filene organ at the Kennedy Center had done. Mike Soa, organist and associate director of music at St. John's, was there for the entire rebuild, as it's called, and on behalf of St. John's, he has invited Canon Mark Laubach, organist and choir master at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in Wilkes-Barre, to perform the rededicatory concert. Mark Laubach is an award-winning organist who has performed throughout the U.S. and across the Atlantic, and he is with us as a producer of music from St. Stephen's, heard each Sunday here on WVIA Radio, and we often hear Mark Laubach on music from St. Stephen's. We had a chance to speak by phone with Mike Soa and Mark Laubach about the rebuild and about Sunday's performance. Mike Soa. The work that was done on our organ last year by the Paragallo Pipe Organ Company couldn't have come at a better time, Erica. We were in the middle of 
a major restoration project focusing on the interior of the church. The title was called 2020, Bringing Our Faith into Focus, and the year 2020 certainly brought our faith into focus in ways that none of us would have ever wanted or expected. Really, the organ work was a piece of a much larger puzzle. We had the church repainted from floor to ceiling. We had new flooring installed, a new sound system, and a new baptismal font came from Italy. So the organ was the, the last piece of that puzzle, along with some other minor repairs and additions that were made to the church. It was just about getting by about a year or two prior to all the work that was being done. A lot of times our pastor, Father Elston, would say that the organ was having a colicky day. It would start ciphering, pipes would start sounding, and there was no way for us to, to stop that unless someone went into the chambers and pulled the pipes out, or better yet, if we called a technician to come in and take a look. That was one of the, the many problems that we were experiencing with the organ about two or three years ago, and several other issues with that were addressed. Today, it, it's almost a completely new instrument in the way it sounds, and we, we just can't wait for the day that a full congregation will be there singing along with it. How old is the instrument? Do you know about its history? Yes, Erica. It was installed sometime in the late 1920s. I'm not sure of the exact year, but what I do know by looking at the opus numbers of several of the Kilgan Organ Company's instruments is that it was built between the two instruments in St. Patrick's Cathedral in New York. They had a gallery organ, was installed in 1930, and the chancel organ, which is in the front of the cathedral, that was installed in 1928. So the instrument in St. John's was built sometime between those two. We're just not sure of the year. And what were its strengths before this all happened? The strengths of the instrument always a, a wonderful liturgical instrument for him playing, being able to interpret many different types of organ repertoire, and just, just having a beautiful tone all around. And Mark, do you know this organ? Uh, I do. I certainly, in fact, I'm, <laughs> as we speak, I'm here seated at the console uh, about to start a practice session. And um, I had played it before, and, and I was familiar with the things that were problematic and it's just wonderful to see so much is so much better and, and uh, very exciting. It's it's a thrilling sound. It's it's a big sound, and it fills this wonderful space perfectly well. What does it mean to an organist to have the privilege of performing the rededicatory concert? It, it's a great honor, and and it's also a, a high calling because you realize that you're inaugurating the instrument in a way, and you certainly want to uh, make everybody convinced that it's a great success. So so you're trying to show it off as best you possibly can, and that means finding all the, the variety of sounds that are there and exploiting them in a good sense of the word, exploit. So I tried to pick a program with that in mind and also with the particulars of, of this church and its own traditions, and certainly the Roman Catholic tradition, which is very rich, and it's the tradition from which all others have sprung. And Mike, what excites you about this? You told us that you can't wait until a full congregation comes in, but you must have taken it out for a test drive, have you? Yes, uh, actually, uh, last Christmas when Pretty much everyone was staying at home for safety's sake. 
I put together a virtual Christmas organ recital and put together several pieces, you know, loud, soft, in between exploring the different tone colors of the organ. And people, instead of coming to the church to experience the organ, they, they got to listen to it on our parish's YouTube page. What did you settle on, Mark, then? What have you discovered about the organ that makes you say, oh, we'll include so-and-so? Well, one of the first things that came to my mind, Erica, was to uh, highlight the great tradition in the Roman Catholic liturgical musical history, Gregorian chant. So I I thought it would be a great thing to play a few uh, selections based on Gregorian chants that a lot of Roman Catholics and and other people from other denominations would know. So um, I, I hit upon a group of four things, four pieces. First, a setting of the choral paraphrase the Lenten prose for Attende Domine, which is a beautiful chant, and it's a very lovely setting by Jeanne de Messieurs. She was, uh, I'm happy to have a woman composer recognized here, Jeanne de Messieurs was one of Marcel Dupre's prize pupils, and she was born in 1921, so this year is her centennial anniversary. So I'll be playing that. It's a short piece, but it's absolutely beautiful. And then the next chant represented will be Ubi Caritas, which translates to Where Charity and Love Are Found, God Is There. Uh, and, and this is a setting by a living American composer, Gerald Neer. And then, since we're going to be in the late afternoon or mid-afternoon, we start thinking of the Office of Compline, which is prayer at the end of the day and I'm going to play a postlude for the Office of Compline by 20th century French composer Jean Alain. And that is rich in, in uh, chants, including the beautiful chant, Imanus Tuas, Into Thy Hands, O Lord, I Commit My Spirit. And then finally, the great sequence hymn for Pentecost, Veni Creator Spiritus, uh, a fantastic set of variations on that hymn, by Maurice Duraflet, 20th century French composer. And the neat thing here is that I'm going to be assisted by Mike and two other singers who will sing the chants, or at least portions of them, between the pieces so that people have the experience of hearing the chant and then hearing the piece upon which it's based. Even though you're dealing with a chant bass, you get to use different tonal qualities of the instrument and so forth? Yes, yes. Each one of them is is a great contrast in the style of music and also the sounds that are required from them. So I tried to get a variety in that respect as well. Starting off the program, I had a, a thought some time ago when I was with Mike, and I thought, well, you know, this is October 24th. One week later is the 31st, the eve of All Saints' Day, which, of course, we know better as Halloween. And even though good old J.S. Bach never had a thought about Halloween and ghosts and goblins and witches when he composed his D minor Toccata and Fugue, it has, in popular culture, become almost synonymous with that holiday. So I thought, people know it, they love it, and it's a thrilling way to start out the recital. So that's how the program will begin with that famous piece. And then come the Gregorian chant pieces, and then I'll end the first section of the program with selections from 
Handel's Water Music Suite. Again, pieces that are known and loved as orchestral pieces and play organ transcriptions of that. So that's the first half. The second half shows off some specific sounds. First piece is a, it's called a trumpet minuet by Alfred Hollins, an English composer of the Victorian era. And that gives us a chance to show off the evangelist trumpet, which is, that's a new stop, isn't it, Mike? Well, yes and no, Mark. The the pipes have been part of the instrument since 1983. When a rebuild was done, they they updated the tonal design of the organ, influenced by the organ reform movement when they were trying to bring more of a European sound to American organs. And those pipes were actually added to the choir division in 1983. During this project, when John Paragallo came to evaluate the instrument, he made the recommendation of making that rank a trumpet on shamad, which it does so beautifully today, which is so much more prominent, and the pipes are really cut out for that role, so much better than, than their previous role in the choir division. And it's, it's very effective, so I guess it's a perfect example of everything old is new again. And it, so it is both old and new. And, and it will make a great impact in that piece. Following the trumpet minuet will be a, a little piece by Eugène Gigou, 19th century French, his scherzo, uh, which is a delightful piece that shows off flute stops and then some of the trumpet reed stops as well. And it is playful, as the name scherzo implies. Scherzo literally means a musical joke, so that should be fun little breather in between. Then comes a, a more serious piece, a very sacred piece called Benedictus, a blessing by the uh, German Romantic composer Max Reger, uh, late 19th century, early 20th century composer. It's very lush and beautiful and shows off some of the softest sounds of the instrument, but it also builds up to a big crescendo in the middle and then back down to a quiet end. And then finally, a real showpiece, the finale from the first organ sonata number one in D minor by Alexandre Guillemot, a 19th century French composer. And it's a real fun tour de force, and it will certainly show off the, the grandeur of the instrument. I think it'll be a, a fun close to the program. It sounds like you're a painter, Mark. It sounds like you were doing a mural. Well, in many ways, it's what we we need to do, particularly when we're playing an inaugural recital for a new or newly rebuilt instrument to show off all those colors. Uh, And hopefully there will be something for everybody. You know, not everybody can be expected to like everything on the program, but it's rather like Sarah Lee. Everybody doesn't like something, but nobody doesn't like everything. (laughs) Mike, when you hear this as Mark lays it out, what are your thoughts, beside being excited, what are some of the things that you're hoping to hear and are hoping people attending will experience? I hope that many of the people who attend the recital, if they don't already, will leave with a newfound appreciation for not just our instrument, but for any church organ or organ installed anywhere, for that matter. It's just so thrilling and satisfying to, to hear and see people even if they don't understand every bit of how it works, but to have a love and an appreciation for it. And, Mike, you can tell us, if you wouldn't mind, what the particulars are. The recital is the formal 
reintroduction of our organ into the spiritual life of our parish and as an instrument that our community can enjoy and appreciate. The recital will be on Sunday, October 24th, 3 p.m. at St. John the Evangelist Church, 35 William Street in Pittston. Tell us something about the interior of the church. It's quite a magnificent structure, isn't it? It certainly is, Erica. One of the things that really benefited the organ during the, the work that was done was the fact that new flooring was installed, and that improved the acoustics a hundredfold. It was always beautiful space, beautiful acoustics, but right now with the, the new flooring, there's just so many more hard surfaces for the sounds of those pipes to bounce off of, and it, it's just a, an exciting experience. One thing I might actually love more so than playing the organ itself is to hear it from another perspective in the building especially if I'm standing down in the front of the, the, the sanctuary. It's just an amazing sound that I can't describe fully, just hearing the way that organ resonates throughout the church. A lot of organists and organ builders have a saying that the most important stop on a pipe organ is the acoustic of the room. And if you don't have that, you're working at something of a disadvantage because organs need space to sound just like a singer has to have good resonance when they produce uh, their vocal sounds. And this, this magnificent building is, I mean, it was tailor-made for a pipe organ like this. And so it's, it's a joy for, for players. I know Mike is very lucky to be able to play in this space week in and week out. But I know so many friends who would kill to have a space like this in which to play. It's, it's a great blessing. This is that space. This is that organ. Mike Soa at the keyboard. Mike Soa, organist and associate director of music at St. John the Evangelist Church, 35 Williams Street in Pittston, and Canon Mark Laubach. He is an award-winning organist. He is organist and choir master at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in Wilkes-Barre. And as we heard, the parish family of St. John the Evangelist in Pittston is preparing for the rededicatory concert this Sunday afternoon at 3 Mark Laubach has been invited to present the program and he laid out for us what he wants us to hear so that we can experience this organ in its full glory. That Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock at St. John the Evangelist Church, 35 Williams Street in Pittston, you're invited to join them in the celebration and we hear now more from this organ.
such an appropriate choice. Praise him with the sound of the trumpet. It's by Robert Lau from his Psalm number two, movement three, and it is this instrument that is in the center of this experience we'll have on Sunday at three at St. John the Evangelist Church, 35 William Street in Pittston. Canon Mark Laubach is choir master organist at St. Stephen's Episcopal Church in Wilkes-Barre, and we work with Mark Laubach week in and week out to bring you music from St. Stephen's, all of the wonderful talent he brings to the Wyoming Valley and shares with the congregation, of course, of St. Stephen's and all of us. But please mark the calendar. It's Sunday afternoon at 3 o'clock at St. John the Evangelist Church in Pittston, 35 William Street. And thanks so much to Mike Soa for making this very recent recording available to us so that we could give you an experience, albeit through a recording, of what we're in store for. And it's just a shadow of what we'll hear and feel and experience on Sunday at St. John. So thank you for the invitation, Mike. Thank you, Mark, for all you do musically for us.